Good morning and welcome to Building Beast Brands, the authentic Rob G podcast with Rob G. That's me. It is Friday, December 7th, 2018, 8.16 a.m. And uh, I'm not, again, on my way into the box this morning. Uh, I'm kind of in a different box right now. I'm sitting in a hotel room in downtown Cincinnati where I have come to uh, the company I work for, um, come to their headquarters. They held their annual holiday party last night, and I'm happy to say I didn't do anything that I'd be ashamed to turn up on the internet today. <laughs> Can't say that about everybody that was there, but uh, if you've ever been to one of these um, corporate parties, um, you never know what's going to happen, I tell you. But it was cool. We bowled. We played uh, Jumbo Jenga and Jumbo Connect 4, and uh, they give away great prizes. It was a good time. It was a good time. Uh, this morning, though, I want to continue on a trend and talking about branding. And, you know, here on this podcast, we talk about branding and building beast brands. And what is a beast brand? If you're new to us and you haven't heard before, a beast brand is a brand that is unapologetic and fearless in stating what it will stand for and what it will not tolerate, boldly separating itself from bland brands. And that's what that is. Uh, before we get into today's talk, I want to tell you where to find me across the web. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at AuthenticRobG. You can head on over to YouTube for my channel Savvy, S-A-V-V-Y with Rob G, where I talk about business ownership from the perspective of some of the challenges in building a business and maybe just some of the things you encounter along the way and the struggles and the, the triumphs of when you overcome certain things and you learn th things and you get past them and, and you come to a whole new level. And also branding and productivity. Productivity really goes hand in hand with all of those. And I think we all love to hear about the little hacks that help us do a little bit better each day. And, you know, um, I believe personally, my one of my personal philosophies is work hard, work smart, and work out. I believe in you know, working hard is good for character. I believe it's uh, good for you overall in life and feeling like you're actually doing something, but working smart so that you're not wasting time. One thing that's big with me is I can't stand wasting time unnecessarily. If I want to waste time on my own, that's fine. That's usually reserved for Sundays. You know, Sundays I don't work. Um, I don't work in the sense that I don't build my company. I don't talk with clients. I don't check email. I don't take phone calls business-wise. It's all about family, friends, and self, and just sharpening the saw, getting ready for the upcoming week, because in the six days of head down and, you know, I don't want to say grinding out, because sometimes it has a negative connotation, but, you know, getting to work, getting at it, getting productive. So um, over on the YouTube channel, you can hear some different hacks that I've used and I've learned about to help you have a more productive day. But today over on the podcast, we are going to talk about something a little bit more specific when it comes to branding and one of the elements of branding that is a big part of it that's your website um, you know I started out building websites when I moved when I, when I made the transition from print design to digital design I started with websites I didn't really know how to do it but you know hey you got to start somewhere right so I just jumped right in found a couple of DIY builders started messing around but I'm a designer by education. I've got a lot of experience designing different things. 
I didn't feel it was all, it wasn't that big of a leap. You know, I had to learn certain nuances about how the average website user or reader will scan through a website, uh, will move their, you know, their how their eyes move through a website and what they click on and what they bypass and all that kind of good stuff. But I had a leg up, so I jumped into that and did that exclusively for a while, just pumping out websites for local businesses, small businesses, medium-sized companies, and I uh, had a great time doing it, and I still do it to this day, and uh, it's a lot of fun. I still really enjoy it. But the thing about websites is, I guess it's a, it could be a double-edged sword, because when you uh, design a website, you build a website, because the web is so dynamic, you know, it's it's constantly evolving, it's always changing, it's always moving and growing, and attention, people's attention gets diverted easily. There are um, waves or, or trends of how attention moves about. And to me, that's fascinating. You know, I kind of really found my niche later in life as well in, in the web because if you design a website, a lot of times it could happen where in just the span of a year, you know, you may need a brand new website. And I mean, I suppose that's good for business in a way, but I, I don't I don't want it for that purpose. I'm not liking it for that purpose. I like the fact that it changes and because websites can tend to become um, stale or even irrelevant fairly quickly is just because I'm a lifelong learner. And, you know, it's very important to stay a lifelong learner. You know, a lot of people think once they graduate college, they don't want to learn anymore. They think they got it. They think the degree has given them some kind of license or authority to say, hey, I know all I need to know about this field. Yeah, I'm, I'm an expert now. And boy, that, that couldn't be further from the truth. Once you graduate college, college grads, I'm talking to you, uh, the education just starts. Let me tell you something. They, they teach you how to learn there, but when you come out into the world, that's where the real education begins. That's when you, that's when you learn about how things really work in the real world. And because they're changing all the time, you got to constantly keep up with the with the trends and the changes and the and the thought process and follow thought leaders. To me, it's that's the exciting part. So, in designing websites, knowing that you're probably going to change them is is a lot of fun. <laughs> but that's always the challenge, isn't it? So we can talk for a second about uh, your website and what should go into it. Some of the do's and don'ts. I think one of the main things, and this really goes hand-in-hand hand with the strategy of your branding, that is making sure that you are properly branded so that your website, because of the brand strategy, doesn't have everything in your head spilled out onto the pages of your website. What does that mean? I've had clients who feel that you know they really want to inform their audience of everything about them. Every service, every product, every thought, every offering, every promotion, um, you know, everything right from the hours and the contact info and the social media right through, you know, um, education. They want it. Here's the thing. They want it all, which is not a bad thing. There's a place for everything on a website, but you don't cram it all on the homepage, <laughs> which is what they want to do. Why? Because obviously they want the audience to see everything first. They don't want them to miss anything. And they feel like if they 
quote-unquote bury it down into deeper pages that it'll never get seen. When what they really don't understand is how navigation, and I don't mean the navigation bar at the top of the website, I mean navigating the website, how the audience navigates through your website to get to the info that they really came for. And that's the key. Designing is and has always been for the benefit of the viewer. It is not, I had a, uh, an employer one time, she had actually a really good saying. She had a lot of negatives, but she had a lot of positives as well. And what she used to say was, don't design for your vanity. She would look at designs and say, that's just, just design vanity. That's for you. It's not about you. It's about the consumer. And she was dead on right. I mean, that's really what it's all about. So when you set up the navigation of your website, if you dump everything on the homepage, I mean, how do you feel? Uh, here's, a, here's a great example. I've read this in a few places. This is probably circulated enough where maybe you've heard this, but there was, um, there was a woman by the name of Sheena Leiniger, Leiniger or Leingar. Anyway, she did a TED Talk, and she had conducted a, I think it was an informal study. She went to a supermarket, and the study was about choice. So she went to a supermarket and set up uh, a whole bunch of flavors of jams. And on a couple of days, she set up 24 different flavors of jams, 24, out on a table for people to taste and potentially buy and hopefully buy. Well, she sold a few jars, but then what she did was the next couple of days after that, she only set up six of the flavors of jam. Now, that's one quarter of the amount of flavors that she had in the previous couple of days. And what she found was that sales went up by six times. Now, isn't that unusual? We tend to think that, well, the more choice, the more person's apt to buy because we may have the one that they want. When in fact, there's a threshold. The study shows there's a threshold. Sometimes too many choices is too much. And by limiting the amount of choices, the consumer is not confused by what's being offered because here it is, ready? Confused people do not buy. Fact. They just don't buy. And I'm sure you've experienced this in your life somewhere where you get so overwhelmed that you just, you have to put it off because it's too confusing. We all want to make intelligent choices when we purchase. When really, if they just slimmed down the choices, we would be able to make a choice then and there, feel good about it, and walk away happy. So when you put all your stuff on the homepage of your website, it's too much. It's overload. If you've got all these services, look, most people have one thing in mind when they come to your website about what they want. And if they don't see it, they bounce. They're going to leave. Because if they have to try and uncover the thing they want through all the garbage that you put all over there, when I say garbage, I mean that respectfully. I just mean You've dumped it on your website amongst everything. If it's buried in there and they can't find it right away, they're gone and you lost them. So you've got to, when you're working with, <clears throat> excuse me, when you're working with uh, a designer or a branding company, <clears throat> sorry, when you're working with them, understand that if they're good, they're going to gear you towards less is more. And if you go in with that mindset, then you are going to, um, have an easier time getting a site that's effective. 
remember this isn't about uh, don't take this wrong it's not about you as the business owner it's about your customer it's about what they need and require in order to make a purchase decision so in the end you get what you want well in doing so um, in, in, in avoiding that trap of putting everything on there, understand that we're not going to throw that stuff out. And when I say we, I mean the uh, the branding company or the designer. We are going to put that stuff in its appropriate place on the website so as to um, intentionally direct your audience, the viewer, the website viewer, through the website in a logical fashion to a decision to buy. And there's the key right there. It's helping them along uh, a path that ultimately they make a purchase. And that's what you want. So that's one of the biggest things I see in terms of websites and what you want to do and what you want to avoid. If Unless you're an e-commerce business where you have a multitude of products, it's a different scenario. We don't necessarily deal in that, so I won't get into e-commerce necessarily, but we we help service-based businesses, so if you are a service-based business, it'll be much easier for you because chances are um, you don't have that many services. And if you do, well, we would help you narrow it down to your most profitable option, uh, which will be prominent, and we will guide people to that. And that most uh, profitable option should tie into... Uh, a natural upsell by the consumer's choice as the next larger package which to purchase to build upon the great value they've already got with the so-called introductory package. But that gets into a lot more details about a funnel and, and how to lead them along the purchase process. Other things in terms of websites, um, if you're not, well, let's put it this way, even if you are visually inclined, you want to let the designer, the branding company, you want to let them take the lead on the design. And we know, we know you have opinions. We know that you are uh, in favor of certain colors. And I've had clients do this. I, I had a client, uh, this was a lawyer, and she, um, she, was, she was fine to work with. I didn't have a problem working with her. Um, I tried to gear her away, away from one mistake, and part of that's my fault, and you know, um, and maybe the way that I brought her along or led her, or maybe failed to lead her in the beginning. But I, in researching and doing an audit of all the competitors in the area, you know, they all had the same color scheme. It's interesting. Um, one of the most prominent colors out there is blue. It's a safe color. Most people like blue. Um, it's easy to work with. But because of that, most people use it on their websites, and this was no different. So I geared her away from that. I geared her towards a different color scheme that was equally as, as appealing for her brand, but she really felt so strongly. Eventually, she, <laughs> she kind of wiggled her way back to using blues by changing the colors slightly as we went along, and she ended up in... And in the end, look, she was... She was adamant about it, and I, you know, I did my best to guide her towards not doing that, but she felt it would be okay and that she wouldn't blend in that much with the competition. I don't know. I could be wrong. Doubtful. But so color, design in general, um, leave it up to the designer because, look, 
if you hire them as the expert, they know best. And you're going to want to let them do their job. There are things about design that you don't know. It's not, listen, listen, design is not about making pretty pictures. That is the most obvious part of design, that it looks good and that it's aesthetically appealing. But if you don't, I mean, chances are you don't know, but design actually is very intentional and purposeful and makes the audience, makes the viewer feel a certain way. And that has to do with color and typography and structure, the way things are presented, all factor in to helping you, the company. The designer wants to help you. And if you buck their design lead, you are going to hurt yourself. You're going to need to, if you hired them, it means you trust them. Or maybe, maybe this is it. Maybe if you hired them, it's just because you thought that, you know, they had good design and that's fine. That's definitely important. But maybe next time, or if you haven't hired yet, hire them because you believe they're an expert in communication, in visual communication, and they're actually going to help you build your company's business through that, that channel. It's a different way of looking at it, but that's the proper way of looking at it. And I just gave you some insight there on how to work better with your designer and your branding company. So that's it. That's it for today. I want to hear what you have to say. Hit me up across the web. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at AuthenticRobG. You can head on over to my YouTube channel, Savvy, S-A-V-V-Y with Rob G. Got great videos over there. I want you to check them out and spike the comments below. Hit that subscribe button. Uh, I want to have you be in tune with all the great content I, come, I got coming up regularly over there. But this has been Building Beast Brands, the authentic Rob G podcast. I am Rob G. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Oh.